46. And uh, verse number 9. Isaiah 46. And we'll read just two verses of Scripture. Isaiah 46, verses 9 and 10. Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. This is, this is some pretty amazing statements that the Lord's making here. He said from the very beginning, I was already telling what the end was going to be. And from ancient times, I was already describing the things that are not yet done. He said, because my counsel will stand and I will do what pleases me. Hallelujah. Amen. Why don't we put our Bibles down and lift our hands, ask the Lord to talk to us tonight. Amen. I need the help of the Lord. Let's everybody talk to God right now. Jesus, I love you. I praise you. I thank you, God. You're so good. You're wonderful, Jesus. And I thank you for your mercy, for your blessings. I ask you, God, that you would help me tonight. I have got to have the touch of the Holy Ghost. I can't do this, God, on my own. If I've ever needed you, Lord, I need you right now. Speak to this people. Feed the flock of God, Lord, from the pages of your word. We thank you now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let's praise him together, everybody, before we're seated. Hallelujah. Praise God. God bless you. You may be seated. I, again, I, I just ask you to bear with me. I, um, this is probably not going to be as well organized as most of my messages are. And um, so that's real scary. Praise God. But I just feel like telling somebody tonight. I want you to understand that no matter what you're going through and no matter what you are experiencing and no matter what life is throwing at you, the God that we serve is not surprised by any of it. I want you to understand that with God, there are no sudden revelations. 
With God, he never wakes up one day and says, now, how did this come about? The devil never does anything to the people of God. And God says, whoa, wait a minute. I wasn't expecting that. I'm here to tell you tonight that God is never shocked and God is never surprised at anything that takes place. In fact, God already knows everything that happens even before it happens. Well, hallelujah. Isaiah 46 and verse 10, read it again. Declaring the Declaring end. The end. The De listen to this. I'm telling you what the end is going to be when we're just now at the beginning. God said, I've already seen it all from the very beginning to the end, from the start to the finish. God said, I've watched it unfold. I know what's there. There's nothing that's catching me by surprise. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient and times, from ancient times, the things that, the things that haven't even yet been done. I've already said what's going to happen. My counsel shall stand. My counsel shall stand, and I will do all. And I pleasure. will do all of my pleasure. You ever, you ever start reading a novel? And you get into that novel and all of a sudden something happens and you think, man, I wasn't expecting that. You're just reading along and boy, all of a sudden it just, I mean, it catches you totally off guard. You thought you knew where this book was going and all of a sudden it takes a turn that you just, you never dreamed of. Well, let me ask you a question. Was the author surprised that the story went that way? No, sir. The author wasn't shocked at what happened. He wrote it that way. He intended for it to go that way. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2 said, Looking unto, looking Jesus, unto Jesus, author and he is the author. I'm telling you, whatever happens in the chapters of your life, God is not surprised by it. In fact, what I want to preach to you tonight is God wrote it that way. God put it in there for a purpose. We sang tonight about ask the children of Israel trapped at the Red Sea by that mean old Pharaoh and his army. Let me tell you something about Pharaoh. You understand if you've, are you caught up on your Bible reading? Are you caught up on your Bible reading? Let me see your hand. You caught up on your Bible reading. Hey, that's a good number. Great, great. Those that are not, you're going to get there. Right, 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 right. All right, all right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Praise God. We're all going to get through this this year. We're going to do our best to get through it. Amen. But, but now, we're, of course, you're right at that point right now that it's kind of hard to get 
through. I understand. But you just keep plodding along. Amen. But, but not too many days ago, you read the story of the children of Israel. I don't know if you noticed this or not, but I want to tell you, every time Moses tried to approach, approach Pharaoh, Pharaoh rejected him. Pharaoh turned against him. But listen, God was not surprised by Pharaoh's response. In fact, I submit to you tonight, God was behind Pharaoh's response. Real quickly, Exodus 7 and 13. And he hardened and Pharaoh's he, heart. And he, that is God, hardened Pharaoh's heart. That he hearkened not unto them. Exodus 9, 12. And the Lord hardened the and heart. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh. Exodus 10 and 1. And the Lord said unto, and the Lord said to Moses, go into Pharaoh, go into Pharaoh for I, have, for hardened I have hardened his heart. Exodus 10 and 20. But the Lord hardened, the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. Exodus 10, 27. But the Lord hardened the Lord Pharaoh's hardened heart. Pharaoh's heart. Exodus 11 and 10. And Moses and Aaron did all these wonders before Pharaoh and the Lord and hardened, the Lord hardened heart. Pharaoh's heart. Exodus chapter 14 verse 8. And the Lord hardened, and the, Lord the, heart hardened Pharaoh, the heart of Pharaoh. Listen, I'm telling you, God not only was not shocked by Pharaoh's response, God caused Pharaoh's response. God had a reason for hardening Pharaoh's heart. God had a purpose. Somebody hear me tonight. When people turn against you and people fight against you, you don't start getting mad. Don't start getting a bad attitude. You might want to sit back and say, hey, I wonder what it is that God is up to. Why would God do that? Why would God harden the heart of Pharaoh? Well, real, real quick, I'm not going to go into the story of it tonight, but real quick, I want to show you in another Bible story where God gives us the answer to that question. Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 30. But Sihon, king of Heshbon, would not let us pass by. Would not by let him. us pass by. For the Lord thy God For the hardened Lord his spirit. thy God hardened his spirit. And made his heart, and made obstinate, his heart obstinate. That he might that deliver he him, might into, the deliver him as into thy hand. Made. Listen, this is what God said. God said, I had a purpose for hardening his heart because I was setting him up for the fall. I'm telling you what God did to Pharaoh. God hardened his heart and hardened his heart and hardened his heart so that when the time came that he let the children of Israel go, he chased them down to the Red Sea. God had that plan. Somebody hear me. God was just waiting on the moment for Pharaoh to get down onto that dry land that was once the Red Sea. God was waiting for that moment. God had set this up. God had planned all of this. We can sit around, feel sorry for ourselves, get a bad attitude, get a bad spirit because of all the things we're going through. Or we can look up and say, hey God, you're not surprised by any of this. In fact, you probably are bringing it about for the purpose of bringing my enemies to the point of destruction. See, see it's very possible that God is orchestrating some of your troubles. It's very possible that God is orchestrating, that God is writing this into the story. 
to bring about a great victory. That was what happened in Joseph's life. Joseph said that in Genesis 50, verse 20. But as for you, ye thought evil against you me. You thought evil against me. But God meant but it unto God, good. But God. Somebody get this tonight. But God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people. God had a plan. He let Joseph's wicked brothers do what they wanted to do. But God was working a plan. God was writing the story. God was bringing about a victory out of the midst of the problems. That was the case in the lives of three Hebrews. Amen. We know they had to go through the fire. But what was the outcome of them going through the fire? Daniel chapter 3, verses 28 and 29. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Whoa, wait a minute. Did you hear what this heathen king just said? Yes, sir. You know, it hadn't been that many minutes before this that he was saying, Who is that God? that's going to deliver you out of my hands. Well, he's given the answer now. I know who that God is, and he's a blessed God. Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Who hath sent his who angel, sent his angel delivered, his delivered his servants, trusted, trusted in, him, in him. And have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own All right, body. listen, verse 29. Therefore I make, Therefore a, decree I make a decree that every people, that every, nation, people every nation, language, every language speak that speaks anything amiss against the God Shadrach, of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses made a because there is because no, there other, is God no other God that sword. can deliver after this. Listen to what happened. I know it's not comfortable walking through the furnace, but when God got finished, God had worked this where the decree was made. You can't say anything bad about this God. This is how it worked in the life of Daniel. Daniel chapter 6, verses 24 to 28. Daniel, Daniel had to spend the night in the land of Dians. Hallelujah. And the king commanded, and they brought Here's what those men which had those accused Daniel. Those men that accused Daniel. And they cast them, into, cast the den them of into the den of lions. Them, their them, children, their children, their wives. Their wives. And the lions had them. Of them. And the lions had the mastery of them. And break all their bones in pieces. Or ever they came at the bottom of the den. Before they even hit the bottom of the den. Then King Darius wrote unto all the people. Then the king wrote. All the people, nations, and languages that dwell on all the earth. Peace be multiplied multiplied to you. you. I make a decree. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, every dominion of my kingdom, men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. And fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God. He is the living God. He is steadfast forever. His kingdom shall not be destroyed. His dominion shall be unto the end. He delivereth and rescueth. He rescues. He works signs and wonders in heaven and in the earth who have delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. So this Daniel prospered. Daniel prospered. In the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm not 
getting my point across tonight but I'm just trying to tell somebody things are not as bad as the devil has you convinced they are. The devil wants to get you discouraged to the point you just throw in the towel. I'm telling you that's what he hopes happens but as long as you keep fighting God is going to work this thing out and God is going to bring about a victory that's going to shut the mouth of the devil. The only way you lose is if you quit. Did you hear what I just said? The only way you lose is if you quit. So that's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to quit so you'll lose. But somebody needs to make up their mind. I may not understand what I'm going through. I may not understand where I am. But I do understand this. God is still in control. And God is still working his plan. And his plan shall not fail. Romans 8, 28. And we know that we all know, things work we together know, for good. We know it's a settled fact that all things. I want you to say all things. All things. I want everyone to say all things. All things, all things work together for good. For Good. He didn't say all things are good, but he did say God is working it for good. God's gonna, it wasn't good to go to the lion's den. It wasn't good to go through everything Joseph went through. It wasn't good to walk through the fiery furnace, but God made it come out for good. And that's what I'm trying to preach to you tonight. What you're going through may not be good, but just hang on a little while. God's not finished yet. And before God finishes, he will bring good out of this situation. Sometimes, sometimes we quote just a portion of what Job came to understand about his own life. But I got to reading this again, and I think we stop a little short of everything that Job said, and we miss the real depth behind what he was saying. Job 23, verses 8 through 10. Behold, I go forward, but he is not there. And backward, but I cannot perceive him. On the left hand, where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right hand, that I cannot see him. But he knoweth he the knoweth way that I take. The way that I take. When he hath tried me, when he hath tried me, I shall come, forth, come forth as gold. So we we we've, we've talked about this. We've we preached about this. We've heard others preach about this. Job said, "I can't find God, but this much I know: God knows the way I take." But I'm going to tell you that's not. That's not the fullness of what Job said. He wasn't just saying that God knows where I am. There's something more to it. Amen. Let's skip down to verse 13 and read verses 13 and 14 and see what else Job says. 
But he is in one mind. He is in one mind. And who can, and turn, who him? can turn him? And what and his, what soul, his soul desires, even that he, even doeth. That he doeth. For he performeth, for he the, thing performeth the thing that is appointed that is for a, me. That is appointed for me, and many such, and many things, such are things are with him. Listen, Job wasn't just saying God knows where I am. God knows the way I take. He was saying God has ordained the way I'm taking. God has planned for me to reach this point. God has designed for me to be where I am. one thing for God to just discover. Andrew Merriman's in a heap of trouble right now. Better step down and try to help him. But it's another thing when God's sitting back pulling all the strings and he said, I'm leading him through that heap of trouble because I got a victory on the other side of this that's going to blow his mind. Somebody hear this preacher tonight. Job didn't just say God is looking at my way. He said God's planning my way. God is in charge of my way. God, not the devil, but God is calling the shots in my life. Psalm 37 and 23 says... The steps of a good the man. The steps of a good man, ordered by not the Lord. just are known of the Lord, but they're ordered by the Lord. God is the one that's directing you, whether He takes you to the mountain or down through the valley. God is the one that's directing the steps of His children. I've been through some times I didn't enjoy. I've been through some times that I didn't like at all. I was talking to a man the other day. He said, you know, there's never been a time in my life when I didn't have groceries in the house. I said, well, I don't have that testimony. I've been there where we had nothing. I didn't enjoy that. I didn't like that. But I tell you what I did enjoy. I did enjoy it when I didn't tell anybody and I didn't whine to anybody and I didn't cry about it and I didn't get on the phone and I didn't try to take out a loan. I just got on my knees and said, God, you got to help me. And all of a sudden, somebody pulled up at my front door with a carload of groceries and said, the Lord told me you needed this. I'm going to tell you, I like that kind of victory. I know God is in charge. I didn't enjoy the trip, but I sure like the destination. In fact, even this verse, steps of a good man are order of the Lord. I think we really need to read the whole context to really get the idea of what's being said here. So let's back up and read verse 23 again and keep reading through verse 26. The steps of a good man, are ordered, good by man the Lord, are ordered by the Lord. And he delighteth, he in, delighteth his way. in his way. Though he fall. Though he fall. Listen. He shall not be utterly cast down. God is ordering your steps. And even when you fall, you're not laying there alone. You're not utterly cast down. Why? For the Lord Because the Lord is upholding him. With, you'd be a whole lot lower right now if God's hand wasn't underneath you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you tonight, God's got his hand underneath you where you are. God is holding you where you are. 
that's verse 24. What does verse 25 say? Have been young, I have been young, and now I'm old. And now I'm old. Yet have I not seen I've the not righteous seen, forsaken? I've not seen the. I've seen a lot of things in my life. I've seen a lot of changes come and go. I'm telling you, from 1960 to 2015, I've witnessed a whole lot of changes. But one thing has never changed. I've never seen the righteous forsaken never 55 years I've seen a lot of things happen things I never dreamed would happen but I'm going to tell you one thing I've never seen I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed having to beg for bread come on now oh hallelujah you know why because God's ordering your steps God's directing your path. As long as you let God order the steps, it may be an uncomfortable pathway. It may not feel good to your feet, but as long as God is ordering the steps, it's gonna come out all right. God will uphold you. I said God will uphold you. I said God will uphold you. And God will not forsake you. God's never surprised. God is never shocked by anything that comes into our life. So I ask you tonight, why should you be? Why should you be? Psalm 27. I've just got a couple more scriptures. I'll be done. Psalm 27, verses 1 through 6. Listen. The Lord is the my Lord light and my salvation. It's my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? The Lord, the Lord the is the strength life. of my life. Of, of whom, whom shall, I be afraid? shall I be afraid? When the wicked, when the wicked my enemies, even mine enemies and my foes, and my foes come, come to eat upon up me flesh, to eat up my flesh, they stumble and they fell. They stumble. Listen to what he said. They came with the intention of destroying me, but God just put a little rock right in their way and they tripped over and fell down couldn't get to me like they wanted to they stumbled and fell verse 3 Though an host should encamp though, against though an me, an entire army comes against me, my heart shall not my fear. Heart shall not fear. A war though rise wars should me. rise against In me, will I be confident? Ah, listen, I'm gonna have confidence. One thing have I desired. There's of the one Lord. thing I've desired. That will I That's seek what after. I'm gonna seek after. I, may dwell I just want to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. The beauty. Uh, to, to behold, to behold the, beauty the beauty of the Lord and of the Lord inquire, and inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he For shall in hide the time in his pavilion. And in the listen, secret of his time. Listen, in the time of trouble, God's going to hide me. The devil gets out his double barrel shotgun, has me in his sights, and all of a sudden he can't even find me anywhere. God knows how to hide me. In the secret of his tabernacle, he shall hide me, and he shall set me up upon a rock. Read. And now shall mine head be lifted now up above mine enemies round about be me. Lifted up. This is what I'm going to be confident in, that, that now shall my head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his That's tabernacle why I'm going to offer 
sacrifice in his tabernacle, of joy. The sacrifice of joy. I will sing, yea. I will sing. I will sing praises unto the I'm Lord. I'm going to sing praises unto the Lord. Why? Because I don't have one thing to be afraid of. I don't have one thing to lose sleep over. I don't have one thing to be. Would somebody please hear this preacher tonight? It is not the will of God for you to be living in the torment, amen, of uncertainty and fear and worry and dread. That's not the will of God. In fact, for you to do that shows doubt in your life. But in this will I be confident that God's going to take care of me. God's going to protect me. God's going to watch over me. And God's going to make it work out for my good. Amen. Come to the to the piano. I've got confidence. God's going to see me through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've got confidence. Psalm 34 verse 17 says the righteous cry, righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out and of all delivereth trouble. them out of, out of, out of. You know, some of you are still not saying it. Out of all their troubles. That's a promise of God. That's a promise of God that God will deliver you out of all of your troubles. Psalm 34 verse 19. Many are the afflictions, many are of, the the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord, but the delivered Lord him delivereth out of him out of them all. Whatever you're going through tonight, I'm telling you, the author has already written a way of escape. The author has already planned a victory for you. The Lord delivereth them out of them all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why don't we thank him right now? Why don't we praise him right now? Hallelujah. God's not surprised. God's not caught off guard. God's not shocked. God knew it was coming. In fact, he probably wrote it this way. But if he wrote it this way, just get ready. There's a surprise waiting. Just a page or two from now. You get just another chapter further in the book of your life and you might be surprised how God turns that lump of coal into a bright shining diamond. He can do it. He can do it. Hallelujah. Come on, let's stand and thank him one more time. I've had many tears 
sorrows. I've had questions for tomorrow. There have been times I didn't know right from wrong. But in every situation, God gave me blessed consolation that my trials come only to make me strong. And through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. Through it all, I've learned that he is God. Hallelujah. Come on, anybody feel that way tonight? Anybody recognize you can trust him? You can put your confidence in him. He can be depended on. He can be trusted. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, let's love him. Let's love him. Let's love him. Hallelujah. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned. 